Yo, Ashley. What are we talking about today? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Very Loose Agenda, a podcast where every curiosity deserves a conversation. My neck has close, like, just gotten <laughs> closer and closer to the mic. It has. It's your boy, A-O-N. Oh, it's not your boy, A-O-N. <laughs> it could be. No. Just for the day. It's Anthony. <laughs> it's me. And it's me, Ashley. Every episode, Anthony and I pick topics inspired by random thought, interaction, or memory, and then we unpack the facts, curiosities, and real-world implications of them. Before we hop into today's agenda, Anthony, mm. we got a lot to say. We have a lot to say. I'm just going to start. I normally toss it to you, but no, I'm just please. keeping it. You're like off the backboard alley-oop to yourself. <laughs> and I'm with it. I'm with it. Today, I just ha- I have an outpouring. I have an outpouring. Okay, let's start with... Um, let me just get this off my chest. Mm. Let's start with the walk here. Yes. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, we record in downtown Durham in a really dope, cool bar, diner, mm. patio-esque place. Amazing and fries. Amazing, amazing burger. fries. The burger that I had last week? Was it good? Really? Yes. I am not a big fan of like burgers with too much bun. That's how I feel. It was a lot of bun, but it, it still was fine. Equally distributed. Yeah, very yeah. good. Very good. Great reviews. Um, it's called Queenie's. You might as well come. I'll just tell you the name. We're not yeah. keeping secrets here. Come on down. <laughs> We're not keeping secrets. <laughs> We're not keeping secrets here. Come on down to Queenie's. And on the walk here, I had to pass Central Park. And there was some sort of a run club happening. I don't know if it was a half marathon. I don't know if it was a 5K. But, um, and shout out to all you runners out there. Mm. I have a thing about weird running. It is kind of an obsession. And when people say they people watch, I do people watch, but only in like the narrow facet of like people running. What is weird running oh anthony like naked no oh my gosh but yes also that no that totally fits the category okay weird running is you know when people just run kind of like a t-rex oh like the form is yeah the form is weird or like they look weird they're smiling they're giving you a wink as they pass like it's all weird like just just if you're gonna run run don't include me anyway There's some sort of a competition happening, and there's a whole group of people. We were walking past the finish line as it was happening. People were finishing. Mm. And, like, three people finished, and they were like, yeah, finish strong. Like, a whole cool, you know, it was like a community pump-up session. And a woman starts approaching. She's coming down the hill. The group is cheering. Yeah. Go, go, go. Finish strong. Damn near and there. like, yeah. And like Cody and I are like, you know, there's like a little bit of a slow clap. We're involved. I love a slow clap. You know, she's she's gonna finish. She's red-faced. She's flustered. Okay. She's trying to finish the race. Finish strong. And they're they're yelling, and there's like this crescendo of mm. exaltation. Oh. Followed by a oh when she starts projectile vomiting into her hands. No way. She just starts, she tries to catch it, Anthony. Oh. And it's it's down her forearms. Oh. It's leaking off her elbows. She she slipped in it a little oh. bit, but like kept going. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. No. She was still running, though. She finished the race. It was fine. But that's, that's when I just got off the phone with you is when the vomit happened. So I was just, I was going to call you back, but then I was like, you know what? Let me save it for the pod. Gross. So gross. So gross. This is why I don't run. That's I mean, I run, run occasionally, but like, I'm not on that level. 
Mm-mm. She shouldn't be on that she level. She shouldn't be. It was just the the fumble of like I was finishing a race, but I got distracted by this by this vomit that just mm. landed in my hands. And the fact that the whole crowd turned and you know what I mean. It was just like this collective groan yeah. of like, sad day for you. Um, was she the last runner, or like why were people so geeked for her? I think they saw it on her face almost. No, that she was like about if to give they up. didn't buoy her, mm. she was she was gonna quit. Mm. And her body obviously quit on her yeah. and embarrassed her today. They're like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but but we... it's time for you to end this. Just take a break. Take a break. Take a break. It's fine. Oh man. So I'm just I'm processing that. How yeah. how are you doing? <laughs> Damn, that's that's <laughs> that horrible. Was, it was really bad. And like on the one hand, I like celebrate the human body and all that it does for us on the other hand i really feel like people just push too hard Mm. like just it's saturday afternoon it's a balmy what 72 degrees have a lemonade yeah take a seat yeah that's where i am on that okay yeah oh i'll also tell you this um i'll just i'm just gonna be transparent and vulnerable Oh, with yeah. With our pod listeners. Open up. I, I totally will. Open up. And you can't stare after I say this. I'll look away. I'm just going to look somewhere Don't else. Look somewhere else. Okay. Uh, for those listening, I am looking just <laughs> at a corner. At a random corner of the room. I can't see Ashley at all. Um, I blame my father for this. He's a very hairy man, and I consider myself to also be a very hairy woman. I just, I'm just going to put it out there. Occasionally, I will grow like a patchy almost beard that I wax all the time. All you women out there, it's like an it's an unkept untold secret that like we wax our mustaches off. We do it. We do it occasionally. Yeah, do I do, do it. And today I went for now. Okay, you can. You it can. Was, I was, but like don't are you looking? No, I'm not looking at your You're not are you looking I'm at my not beard? I'm looking at your face. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I'm like I'm Anthony, not, you can see it now. No. I'm not looking Thank you. For, for hair in your face. All right, cool. And if it exists, hey. It, it's the, there, it's, it's there. a human it's thing, cool. right? It's cool. I will also say this, I am very blessed to be so melanated though, because there are women with right. like lighter skin tones who also struggle with facial hair. It's just a thing. It's a hormonal thing. But I went to this like laser hair removal place today. Mm. And I sat in the seat for like an hour while they were like, there's like special lasers for black people, special lasers for fair skinned people. It's thousands of dollars for sure. But I've already paid for it in waxing. It's weird. Like when you, unless you tally it up and you're like, okay, I wax like every month. Like this is how much I pay, like blah, 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 to keep a beard off my face. It's to me, I think the main thing that I'm trying to get off my chest here is like, why in the world do we subscribe to these like very rote and like specific femininity self-care practices? Yeah. Like why? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are women around the world that are just like, it is what it is. There are multiple women that I know that are older who get their mustache lined up. At this point, they're like, like, you know, I think they also hit an age where they're just like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't care. And it's unfortunate that, one, these systems are at play. Yeah. Like, you know, hold them back from just Mm -hmm. have a nice little shape up. (laughs) But two, they're like, they had to reach this age where they're like, I'm not in a position where like, not that people don't care. Right. But But nobody's really checking checking for you like that. And I feel like I'm still in this place in my life where like I either want people to check for me a little mm. bit or like people still check just because I'm like, I guess young, but like whatever. I don't know. 
It's it's more of like a self-esteem thing of like, why? Why is this happening to me? But there are remedies out there. If yeah. anybody wants a laser hair removal recommendation, I got one for you. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Your face right now is trolling me, but let's, no, it's, great. it's fine. It's great. It's fine. Moving on. It's great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, I'm a, is it a dermite? Dermite? You are? I'm a dermite. Staffs for you? Um, Moving is going smooth. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you. Shout out to Cody uh, for coming through to help us unpack these Anytime. boxes. Anytime. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it feels great. Yeah. It feels great to not have to drive an hour. An hour. Just to say what's up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just took a sip and everybody heard it. But yeah, an well, hour-long commute is... It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I don't like that, and I won't have to do that. I'm Literally, so happy for y'all. Any other place that we live for the rest of our lives, if it's longer than a 30-minute drive, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, a 30-minute drive to, like, anywhere yeah. that, like, is of importance. Yeah. That's a decent cap. That's I think most cap. of America is operating within a half-hour radius. Yeah. That makes perfect sense Yeah, to yeah. Me. even, like, back at home, like, we uh, live, like, north side of Milwaukee to mm-hmm. get to, like, downtown. So, like, 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That is doable. It's doable. So tell me this. Let's, let's, let's go back in time. When y'all, <laughs> let's just let's let's run back the tape. When y'all saw the house in Roxborough, which was beautiful, by nice the way, nice house, nice house, new construction, granite tile, all the fixins, right? Mm. What in your in your late evening ponderings about like what's life gonna be like if we're all the way out here? How did you justify it? How were you? Because <laughs> I'm always curious because I feel like there's always that conversation of like, well. Like, what were the reasons that came after it of, like, we could do this? Bro, I think we were honestly just tired, tired. of the home search. Because mm. that was also during the time where, like, interest rates were super low. Right. And, like, a $250,000 house would get overbid by $100,000. I know. That and was that a time, crazy time. At that, I'm saying at that time. This, right now. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Mm-mm. Can't do that. And so we were just like, yo, we can't, we can't do this, but we don't want to rent. Right. Like, we're in a position, like, let's capitalize on this interest rate. I hear that. And uh, Roxborough had a new build. And also, shout out to our realtor. But I think that um, she, too, was kind of like like pushing for a new build like from the jump. And mm. all these new builds kind of like existed in like these far-reaching places. Right. And granted, if we would have known that we were going to go with a new build, then we wouldn't have chose Roxborough. Maybe like a Nightdale. Right. Or, you know, somewhere that's like at least close to other things. Mm-hmm. We're just tired, man. I hear that. Like, it was just, it just, I, wasn't you good. cannot underestimate just the sheer exhaustion of the home search. Yeah. And I also applaud, I mean, you live and you learn. Yeah. Like, you sitting in front of me right now is a wiser, more thoughtful home buyer person mm. simply because of the shit you've seen. Yeah. That, you've seen a lot. Isn't that life? It is life. Oh, God. Yeah. And this is what the pod is for, though, I feel like. It's almost like, please learn from us. Yeah. Please, please listen to Learn all of the crazy, <laughs> dramatic things that have happened. Literally, um, okay, and this is a story that I want to tell you, actually. Oh, um, please tell me. So I went on the walk uh, around our new neighborhood. Tell Very me. beautiful, green, you know, just like the ambiance. <laughs> like, it's... Oh, I know, because the voice message you sent me, there were birds chirping yeah, in the background. And I was like, time. having a great time. They're like, oh my God, the neighborhood is wonderful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, That's exactly what they were having saying. Having a great time. Uh, I encountered my fair share of people. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Be descriptive. Okay. So it's, <laughs> so it's, a, it's a very, it's, it feels like it's a very white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. A very I eh, affluent. 
I would say so. I would say so, yeah. right? Like the houses on the outside don't necessarily like give off, not all of them, a lot of them give off like, oh, this is a really nice house. Right. But some I think were just like gutted and like in the neighborhood and just kind of like the insides, you can tell when you walk in, it's going to be like vibes. Mm-hmm. There was <laughs> there was a, a guy who was super nice. He is, he had an, an ultimate Frisbee shirt and he's probably like 40 plus. Of course And he is. his cat is quote unquote a specious. A what? The cat is a specious. What? Or has <laughs> or is has speciesism, which means it's anti other species. And that's what he said. Oh my gosh. So did I'm, he just make that up? I'm walking of course he did. Because what the <laughs> fuck? Like, I've never heard of that. I'm walking Albie and he's like, Oh, like I would say hello, but you know, my cat is specious. And I was <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. So the cat sticks to the cat's own kind. Cat sticks to the Felines cat's own only. kind. only. Yeah. So was the cat on a leash? Was the cat... I didn't even see the cat. It was honestly a very unnecessary comment. It was so unnecessary. I'm like, I can un- if you're walking Albie, they're walking the cat, the, the conversation comes the up. Conversation and he's like, I have a cat back home, back there. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that my cat won't like your dog. And I was like, all right, bro. Like, I know, like. Bye. Peace for sure. <laughs> so that's one guy. And then we seen this guy this morning, actually. He was still in, he was in a different Ultimate Frisbee shirt. Oh, my god. So gosh. Ultimate Frisbee is this man's fucking life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Let it rest. Ultimate yeah. Frisbee, I feel like most of the people that I know that play Ultimate Frisbee, that it it, it becomes a personality trait yeah, for the thing. most part. It's a thing yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, the other lady, and then we'll jump into the pot. Sorry, we've been... Actually, I'm not sorry. No. This is a, a catch-up. This is what I look forward to. I Honestly, don't know about you. It's a great time. It's like it's the best time. part of my week. There are multiple times during the week where we're actually not sending each other voice messages, and we have to, like, stop ourselves. Uh-huh. And be like, I, I'm, I'm just going to save for the pot. Save for the pot. Save for the pot. <laughs> there was one other lady. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. There was one other lady uh-huh. who, uh, she seen me walking Albie. This is all the same walk. Okay. Seen me walking Albie. I was probably like a block away. She mm-hmm. was putting out her trash can. Okay. And you can just tell she was like looking like, who is this man? Oh no. And then like what she put the trash can was up. Was she looking you up and down? Yeah. No. She like we made eye contact. Wow. Like in the three times between the block. And then she goes to her house. Okay. And I'm like, all right, like Right. I know what it was. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm new here, I get it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. As I walk past the house, she finds an excuse to come down. And she says, Oh, cute dog. Mm. The the dog is always the entryway right. into a conversation. Oh, uh-huh. can I pet your dog? And I was like, you know what? Sure. Albie loves love. Right. Don't we all? Why not? Why not? Oh gosh, what's And she so then next? she just started grilling me. Like, yeah, like, oh, uh, you knew to the you knew to the neighborhood. Wow. Like, where'd you come from before this? Um, you know, like what you know, just like all the questions. Yeah. In a way that while I bet she thought that she was being like neighborly, mm. I had another conversation with someone else who actually was from Wisconsin. Okay. Had a Wisconsin flag in the yard. I was like, yo, you from Wisconsin? She said, yeah. Like we like did the you whole vibe, thing. Yeah. And that was like more of a vibe 100%. versus an interrogation. That is exactly what that sounded like. You yeah. picked the word that was just sitting in my throat. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm not going to apologize to this person. I don't even know who they are, but I'm apologizing on behalf of Durham. Like I think that that is absurd. It's a thing. Has that, like, ha- d- that didn't happen to you in Rock? Well, I guess it did just in turn. Well, you were on, like, a cul-de-sac. Like, it was kind of like a little mini subdivision. I was, I was the mayor of my cul-de-sac. I, I you can see that. You feel me? <laughs> I can I see that. Was, I was the first, we were the first family mm. out of six houses that was built, out of 22 houses that weren't even there. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I, I People brought, reported to someone you. Someone drove past when they were in construction. It was like, hey, like, how long have you been here? I was like, a month, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're putting some more up. Those people bought a house in our neighborhood. Wow. I am a realtor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You are. Yes. You are. A so realtor and an architect. I don't think, I mean, I feel like for me, the hard part about this idea of, like, being neighborly is, like, what are the, who are the questions truly serving? Right. You know what I mean? Because to me, a neighbor, a true neighbor, like, comes up to you after you've established, like, oh, are you new to the neighborhood? Which I feel like is, like, an okay preliminary okay question. question. Could still be yeah. a borderline, but, like, okay question. Because if not, what are you doing here? Right. Exactly. Like, right. that's a subtext. But a true neighbor is, like, let me tell you about your resources. There's right. a park down the street. They're the they're orienting you. They're kind of like the... Yes. The tour guides of the... That's what a neighbor does. Which Ultimate Frisbee guy did. I was like, yeah, you know, we're new to the neighborhood. And then he began to, like, point out, oh, this person lives here. This person lives here. Watch out for Greg, you know? (laughs) 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 That's what I expect out of my neighbors. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Greg, fuck, this is turning into a whole bad podcast. It is, it is, it is, it is, and I love it. I'm here for it. Honestly, just go for it? Yes. All right. (laughs) If we get to the topic, we'll get to the topic. We will. (laughs) Speaking of Greg, Uh that's how you had a lizard in our house? You were there. We got the lizard. You named him Greg? I named him Greg. Ah! <laughs> I love it. How big was said lizard? Because uh, I was worried. He was about uh, maybe like a finger and a half long. All right. Not um, including the tail or including oh, the no. tail? Including the tail. He was probably like... He was probably like, like a hand. Like yeah, a yeah, hand like print. A hand, like a yeah. hand. But he was like... He was skinny. Okay. Um, but we set up... <laughs> uh, for you those... have a little aquarium for him? Uh, no. Okay. It was more of a, a U-Haul box. <laughs> <laughs> so for folks listening, we moved in. Yeah. Um, we, Una was like, oh, let's give our family a house tour before we, you know, like get the stuff in. So uh-huh. it was a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. And we walk into Zabi's room, what will be Zabi's room. And she, I'm like, oh, and here's that. Is that a lizard in the corner? <laughs> and it was like a little lizard. Just a like I'm, it must one. have slivered in there mm-hmm. um, when the cleaners were in. Mm-hmm. And so for the past like four days. Zavi was sleeping with a lizard in her room. <laughs> and we, loving it. Probably having long conversations with him. Had in to the be. Dark. Yeah. Like, we couldn't, we couldn't get him out. Mm. We devised a plan. Because we're like, at this point, day three, you're hungry, bro. Like, you're trying, you need to eat something. It's true. You need to eat something. It's the animal kingdom. And so we get a U-Haul box. We throw some apples in there. And we're like, you know, he's going to come out of his little, like, area. Because mm-hmm. he's under, what are those, a little radiator? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's under the radiator. So you you spotted him. You knew I knew where... exactly where he was. Oh, okay. And he didn't move. Uh... So if you're if I'm in a corner for a couple hours. Right. Feed you me, need a snack. Feed me. You, need a snack. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's three days deep. Bro, I know you need these apples. <laughs> and so we put the box, we put the apples in it. And our idea is that he's going to come out of his area. Mm-hmm. He's going to go into the box. And we're going to come up behind him with a broom, close the box, bring him outside. Mm, smart, smart. Attempt number one, the box was facing, the opening of the box was facing the door. Okay. And so he went in there, but he could also see us. He made right, eye contact. Right, 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 So as we're creeping up, right. he's like, no, <laughs> and goes back under the radiator. Right? Oh you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, trial and error. Phase two, we switched the box location. So that the opening of the box is facing away from the door. Right. And so we can st- we still have eyes on him, but he doesn't have eyes on us. Ah, ah. You know what I'm saying? Ideal. He's coming in, he's coming out, he's coming in, he's coming out. He's not going towards the box at this point because I feel like he knows it's a trap. <laughs> right? He probably does. And so I'm outside getting a shelf together, mm-hmm. right, doing some things. Right. And all I hear, I have AirPods in, like I'm chilling. All I hear is, ah. 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh snap! Like, what happened? What? Someone's in trouble. I'm right. ready to like jump into Dad like alert. action. Right? Yeah. Like someone's in trouble. I didn't know who, but it just sounded very far away. Mm-hmm. I turn my head, and Una's at the door with the box with the broom on top of it. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. We got the lizard. She runs out. We release the lizard into the land. Oh. And I'm like, oh, job well done. We didn't want to kill him. Right, right. No, good for you. You know what I'm saying? We were really just like, hey, you can stay here. Right. Rent free. Mm-hmm. I mean, May is paid for, or <laughs> April is paid for. It really is. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. Don't, but we just need to get you out. He needed his little ecosystem outside. He needed his ecosystem And outside. I appreciate the perseverance. I don't know how you told that whole story, though, without the hot sauce interlude, though. Oh. I mean, because that, to <laughs> me, felt like the crux of the whole tale. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what Una looked up, but apparently, like, lizards don't like hot sauce. And, like, a lot of hot sauce in your environment is going to cause you to, like, want to leave it. Literally, Una sprinkled, <laughs> not in insignificant amount of hot sauce in the corner of Zavi's room. I was like, okay, Texas Pete. The inside of her room smelled like Texas Pete. It really did. It smelled like we were the hot sauce bottle. (laughs) Crazy times. Yeah, crazy times. But that, I mean, to me, I know you're like renting right now in between, but like that is homeownership, right? Like having all sorts of animals show up in your house uninvited. We get these little like woodland beetles. They're not cockroaches but they damn sure look like that. Oh, that's the worst. A cockroach like adjacent animal? Yeah. Like just be a roach at that point. Just be a roach! Yeah. And what they do is so we sprayed like the outside perimeter of our home which I know probably have terrible chemicals in there. But like once the cockroach crosses the threshold something gets on their little wings Mm. and they eventually die but not before they terrorize us for at least two hours right you find them dead like afterward but like they'll come into the mudroom they'll come in rudy's doggy door just help themselves in that's the thing about a doggy door i say that sounds like a reason why i don't want a doggy door you know it is the drawback it's like you don't know what rudy's bringing inside because I like don't know what other animals trying to come in theory, inside. A big ass animal could just like mosey its way in here. A little raccoon, like, oh, goddamn, this is a nice place. <laughs> this is, I didn't know this was all back here. Right. 100%. I mean, it's it's one of those, like, it's not like a little magnetic flap, but it's got doors. Yeah. Here's my thing is like, I don't necessarily need to know when my dog needs to put a little turd in the backyard. I love the fact that he's strictly autonomous, he's got his own thing. But you're absolutely right. I don't like when I see little critters like following him in after mm-hmm. he is done. It's It's a thing. Yeah. But these are the trade-offs. The walker, the doggy door. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. I felt like that was good. It was like a good... Where are we? Actually, we've talked for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> About nothing in particular. Uh, I hope that you all are with that. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. One more thing. One more thing. Uh, one more. And this has to do with the audience. Okay. Slash uh, the group text that we made. Okay. Um, I... So you know how like there's the beehive for Beyonce. Yes. There's the Navy for Rihanna. Mm. There's another podcast that I listen to. It's called Higher Learning with uh, Van Lathan Jr. and Rachel Lindsay from The Bachelorette. Oh my! It's actually a really good podcast Is for it? folks who are interested in um, blackness first and foremost, but uh, also like black current events, black news, uh, anything. Love but that. their listenership. It's called, they're called the the Thought Warriors. Mm. And I was like, God damn it, this is very loose. Need a name? Maybe. And so. <gasps> oh, I, wait, drum roll, please. What? I mean, you know it. It's, what I named the group chat was the Loose Goose Crew. Ah, the Loose Goose Crew. I like that. I, I, like, I like it. Wouldn't you want to be in the Loose Goose Crew? I would totally. You're in the Loose I'm Goose in it. Crew. I was going to say, like, do I have to be initiated? Like, I don't know. But I'm I'm into it. The Loose, loose Goose Crew. Goose Crew. Now, if people 
do you think do you anticipate that anybody would assume that the loose goose crew has something to do with like 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 you know like not necessarily like connected mental faculties or capacities does that make you feel weird I I didn't like here's what my parents used to say whenever I was saying something either inappropriate or nonsensical they would say you're being all loosey goosey oh yeah yeah right you think that's cool I mean mean, which we kind of are we are we are. That's We're true. We're reclaiming. We're redeeming the loosey goosey way of being. Yeah, there's a song "Loose as a Goose," but don't get me started. Ah, see, you got lyrics though. You have a whole paradigm behind this. I like it. I like it. I also love the word paradigm. You're welcome. I love when people use paradigm or um, uh, I can't think of it now. Yeah, I just love the fact that you are. Here's the thing to all of our listeners. We're really just talking to y'all today. That's really what just it is. Chopping it We're up. just chopping it up. I I just want to say, as a co-host of the pod, I imagine that Anthony is at home with a little notepad and a glass of wine. <laughs> just <laughs> scribbling thoughts and anecdotes about the pod when we're not here, which is part of the reason why I feel like this is such a successful endeavor. It works. He is definitely committed. I love the fact that you came up with the Loose Grease crew. I am privileged and honored to be a part of it. Hegemony. Hegemony? Hegemony? Hegemony. Hegemony. Yes. But people say it like eight different ways. I love the word. You love it. I love the word. Are we talking a little bit about that today? I feel like that was kind of... Wait, it was just... I just a little pivot. I don't know. How long are we trying to make this episode? I mean, as long as it takes. Because I feel like we have some really interesting musings to make about the aristocracy. Yeah. Yes. High society. High society. The right. You said high society. High. That was a long high. Oh, high society. High society. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's let's get into it. All right. So this topic of kind of like high society, high art, like. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Came about when Ashley Una, Sydney friend of the pod, Alex friend of the pod, mm-hmm. went to the ballet. The ballet. In Durham at DPAC. We did indeed. And I was joking, but was also dead ass serious about like, and no offense to anyone who is into ballet, it's just not my thing. I think going to dance shows, depending on the type of dance. Fair. Like we went to a... Um, Went to a modern dance show. Love. Where from an athletic and like kind of like physical mm-hmm. like ability standpoint, I think dance is cool, right? Right. <laughs> but it was like, it was a two hour long. It felt like I was in there for like a day and a half. <laughs> it was that long. And like each dancer would come up and do one movement and like the totality of the dance. And it's hella dance movements in a dance. Right. And so I promise you, it would be one person come up, do a little hand thing, and then just freeze. <laughs> and then another person come up, do the hand thing, and do, do something with the foot. Oh, and like, it like just... a little chain. And I was sitting there like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, my god! And I'm looking around like, god damn, like, am I uncultured? Aww. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not. No, you're de- literally uncultured is the last word that I would use to describe But I was you. just like, man, like, why? why is this? Why is ballet mm-hmm. put on, like, how do, why, why are these things put on such a pedestal huh. in a way that makes people who don't go, or, like, people who are just like, man, fuck ballet, which I'm not. 
to be like, you know, like it's a strong opinion. You know, just like what? Yeah. What where, is it? Where's the disconnect? Yeah. Why is that? No, I listen. I I love the fact that you had a little bit of like an introspective moment, like even as you were interpreting what you were seeing. I feel the same way in museums. And I know we're going to get to art in a second. And I love museums. You love museums. I, Cody and I, it's so funny. Like, again, in our travels, I know there's a lot of people like in when we're in Paris, they're like, you have to go to the Louvre. You have to go to all these places and like interrogate all the French art. And I'm like, ah, not my scene. Mm -hmm. And it almost makes me feel like, am I going to get the true French experience if I don't go and like look at this French art? Right. And so I feel like your question is like twofold. Number one, your question about like, what makes this. Because you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I feel the same way when I look at art that's like a square red block on a large canvas Mm. with like maybe a yellow squiggly line in the middle of it. And then a circle just somewhere else. A circle in the margin, Mm. right? And people are in tears. They're on their knees falling before it being like, this reminds me of the post-transcendentalist whatever (laughs) big old word that we're going to use. Blah, 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 period of time. And I'm like, okay, I understand like connecting the dots between like disparate ideas and feeling like something resonates with you. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like the world of dance is so diverse Mm -hmm. that I think it, it, I think a part of the question that you just asked that makes me curious is why are some forms of dance considered like more frou-frou and like worthy of investment Mm -hmm. and worthy of conquering, like you spending your entire life like trying to attempt to become an expert or the best of the best in this form of dance. Like what is that? And then why are there so many like financial barriers and obstacles to doing so? It's so interesting because for me, I feel like contemporary dance and like modern dance are accessible forms of dance. Like, yes, the body should be limber and should be flexible, but the choreography feels a little bit like freeform poetry to me. Right. Whereas I feel like in ballet, there are very specific movements that you have to do and you have to do well, otherwise it's not ballet. And mm. there are like very strict frameworks around it. For instance, when we were at Deepak watching the ballet, let me tell you something about a man's leg, a, a ballet, a, a male ballet dancer's legs. Oh, they're strong. They're so strong yeah. and they're not really wearing pants. No. It's more of like a Spanx, maybe like sheer it's pantyhose it's a situation. Cap. It's a st- it's a stocking cap over the body. It's a stocking cap over all the curves yeah. and chiseled. I mean, when I talk about a hamstring that was separated into like three sections, I've never seen a hamstring look like that. It looks like the anatomy of a human being mm-hmm. on a form that is flying through the air at high speed and making it look easy. I mean, these Tough. people didn't even look like they were breathing. And so in my brain, while I was watching it, I was like, this is something I will never be able to do. Mm-hmm. It is inaccessible to my body. It's probably inaccessible to most people that I know. And maybe it's the inaccessibility that makes you feel like, all right, because I couldn't do it or because it feels so like, I don't know, relegated to this very specific subset of people. It's that that makes us all feel a little jealous of it. Like it's a little dangerous, a little mysterious. Yeah. Because like the way you just described the man's body Mm -hmm. is a similar way. Glutes. Glutes. (laughs) (laughs) Those in particular. It's the same way that people would maybe describe like describe strippers. Right, mm. like, because there are some very. Ac- I've never been to a strip club personally. Listen, I'm not it's opposed. okay. It's a safe no, 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 space. I'm not opposed. Okay, I'm not opposed. All right, I would go. Right, <laughs> but I would go more so to be like, damn, like, the acrobatics in this thing is crazy. It is crazy, and a pole is dangerous. Dangerous. Have you seen P Valley? No. It's 
Is it a, is it a movie about strippers? I feel like I'm just slowly but surely like becoming more and more deflated. I know you are. That you was the air. That was the time. air just coming out of me. Um, it's a show on uh, Showtime. Huh. Which Showtime? I know. Crazy. Who has Showtime? Um, Share your passwords, Or the please. stars. Um, may, oh, know. that's a whole nother, yeah. A whole nother thing. But, like, they were just, like, these really good, like, strippers. And, like, it was, like, a drama and, like, some stuff was going on. But when you were watching, you're like, damn, like, this shit is hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is tough. But, again, it's it's accessible, mm. right? It's not necessarily white. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. when you want to go to a good strip club, you know where to go. And you know where not to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you know? Like, you're not going to Salt Lake City, Utah. That's true. You're going to Atlanta. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You're not not going to Madison, Wisconsin, which we had a a strip club. I don't know what it's called, but I was just like, man, I'm not going to that. (laughs) Probably called, like, the... The fox and the hound. It's some dumb shit. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, man, I, th- I really do think it's about like who who can go. Or who, who can go. Because like even there was an episode of Black Mirror um, mm. that isn't necessarily connected to art, but it's connected to like how we like look at social media and like people's like not rankings, their amount of likes and followers. And sure. Stuff like oh, that. I remember that episode. Yeah. And they were like you had you were rating every interaction. Oh, like this is a great podcast. Let me give Ashley five stars real quick. Right. Oh, this waiter forgot my my hot chocolate. Two stars. Two stars. Mm-hmm. And that impacted how people can navigate the world. Right. That's tough. It is tough. I love that episode. That was a great episode. There was so there was so much about it that I felt like was such a commentary of like how we're living right now. I love what you said about like it's about who can go. Cause like it's to me, I feel like it's weird when art becomes a gatekeeping mechanism. Right. What is that about? Right. It's almost like if we truly want to appreciate art for art, that's not to say that we shouldn't, like, be very cognizant of the time and the resources and the effort that it takes to produce good art. I do feel like there is a faction of people who just believe, like, art should be accessible to everybody. And then there's another faction of people who are like, wait, if I've dedicated 20 years of my life to doing this, hell yeah, you have to pay $1,000 to sit in a seat and, like, watch me do it. Mm -hmm. I get that. But I also feel like it's like... I don't know. It's just kind of weird because I remember, oh, my gosh, I was like eight when my mom took me to Manhattan to to see a ballet teacher to see about me like starting classes. Were you a ballerina? I, uh, no, I did a lot of jazz, a lot of tap. I did some African dance when I was a small child. But I, I, I mean, I wanted to like see what it was. I was eight, you know, yeah, or so nine or whatever. About. Early enough for you to like maybe. But honestly, like true ballerinas, they, they're like cracking their toes yeah. when they're three and Out doing whatever else. And I remember, I remember like the ballet instructor being very clear with my mom that I just didn't have the body type for it. Damn. She was just like, oh, she's not cut out for it. There's literally her build is not right for the form of like ballet dancers. And I remember my mom like very quickly gathering our things and being like, why did we come all the way into the city to have this very privileged woman tell us that you, I mean, even if I could afford the fees, like you're just, "Mm." Anthony is making uh, a gesture to me that is inquiring about what the <laughs> racial makeup of this woman was. I think we all know. We all know. I think we all know. And I know that that was a part of it as well. But I do feel like, to me, the gatekeeping mechanism wasn't just about the finances. It wasn't just about the ass- assumptions, of, apparently, that she had probably made about my mom and her ability to pay. But it was mm. also about, like, why do you have to be six feet tall and 85 pounds to be a ballerina who said and white who said Mm -hmm. it's like they're all in an uproar when like swan lake is the what do you call it the premier dancer the 
premier ballerina, whatever the lady who gets to do all the dancing in front of everybody, like, mm -hmm. is black, right? Or like Misty Copeland, like, wouldn't be a person if ballet wasn't just so white and exclusionary. Like, right. why? Um, so, yeah, I think it's like the financial thing, but then it's like also the who can go. And if you know that there aren't diverse communities of people who can afford the price of admission to see a ballet, then who are ballet people even like advertising that art to? Right. The people that they think will be able to afford. I mean, it's just it's a toxic cycle. Because even looking at like the resource, like you said, like, oh, I've I poured 20 years of this. Like I've done all these things like I've whatever, like I deserve I deserve this money. Mm -hmm. Right. And people are going to pour into this person. Um, and give to this person because, like, they've gone through the ringer or whatever. But, like, let's look at, like, film as well, right? Right. Like, there are black movies, mm -hmm. right, that just don't get the love of other, or, you know, just like of other movies. 100%. And I know we have our thoughts about Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Tyler Perry, I think, is also a very good example of what it looks like to make movies for an audience and those movies are uh, just going to turn into a Tyler Perry doubt. You're the face you're giving me. Is like, I'm listening. <laughs> like, I'm I, open. I, I, was, I just think that like, like Tyler Perry movies aren't seen as like, you know, art like huh. at all. In my opinion. Like, I think they're like, I think that there are a lot of movies that are created. Right. And like mm -hmm. those movies like get put in like our categories or whatever. Black movies in general are I don't think are put in the same facet. That's why they're called black movies. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. there's and granted, like there was like the the slew of like black exploitation films and like all mm -hmm. this stuff where like people had to get their, you know, that was like our time. Yeah. To, like do the things. Yeah. But now even more so, like it's just like, all right, like this is a black movie, this is a black movie, and not necessarily like this is a movie that should be under consideration for like Whatever. Like right. Cool it's, it wasn't like Moonlight, right? Which felt, right. I mean, that. Because people don't film. call Moonlight a black movie. They don't. And I, I guess, to your point, could you unpack a little bit more for me around like Tyler Perry's movies aren't considered art? Are they not considered art because of the subject matter? Are they not considered art because it feels like art imitating life in the most obvious, explicit ways possible? Like, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he's he's a very surface level storyteller. Like it is what you what you see is what you get with Tyler Perry for the most part. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe that's more of a commentary on the fact that people don't believe that black life at its like root mm. is worthy of descriptions that look artistic or beautiful or multifaceted or layered the way that other, you know, stories get told in terms of like a multidimensional, you know, majority culture perspective, you know? That's a great. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Um, no, I'm just, I... <laughs> <laughs> I think you bring up a good point. And Tyler Perry is a good person for us to talk to you about it. We, you want to talk to No, Tyler no, Perry? no. I mean, talk. <laughs> I was like, we can, we can call talk, him up. Like His work, I feel like, whatever his canon of films are, I feel like says a lot about this. Yes. It's like, why isn't his work considered art? Yes. Because also, like, you and I, mm -hmm. like, we don't, we don't like Tyler Perry movies. We don't. I don't. Right? Know. Yeah. But also, I. I think in saying this too, like I probably wouldn't even call it art. You wouldn't even call it. I think it's just because like I don't like the movies based on like mm -hmm. the content matter. The content. It's the, it's content. the content. I thought it's I thought not, you were gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. It's not the it's not the fact that he's making a movie. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like what the movie is. 
is their problematic elements of Tyler Perry movies. A hundred percent. That make me kind of like recoil of mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't really want to watch this. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, a hundred percent. I think I think what you're saying, and again, you know, like I, le- I feel like I left you like a 10 minute voice message on this in particular. Like it is the subject matter, but I also want to critique my own like internalized right white supremacy about this i feel like the reason why we cringe when we see tyler perry movies is because we are hoping that someone with his level of reach and power and access will tell more multifaceted stories about the black experience and it seems like he is serving let's be honest a predominantly black audience Mm -hmm. with experiences that we collectively say that we identify with but like we are in a monolith Mm -hmm. why does it feel like tyler perry speaks on behalf of us Mm -hmm. or his whatever it is that he produces is supposed to be a mirror to us. I think that's mainly what the rub is. Yeah. It's like there aren't enough people in Tyler Perry's position in order for us to have a charcuterie board of art from which to choose. Yeah. He has monopolized these black experience movies to the point where like now we can't even say like, you know what I mean? Because we're supporting him. That's my thing. It's like it'd be one thing if Tyler Perry had a lot to say about the black, quote, black experience, but wasn't raking in millions, if not billions of dollars. He is. But then that goes to the point of like, someone supporting it, someone likes it, someone considers it art. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it is. Therefore, it is. I love that. You know, I love that. But to the point of like this high society angle, though, I feel like we kind of diverted into like, what is art? Who is Tyler Perry? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Tyler Perry? What is art? What? Do you, wh- tell me a little bit about this, like, because you've been like very excited about this high society angle. Is it more like why are specific types of art considered? the art that like only rich 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 people want to participate in or support like it feels i think it's even less about art i think it's just about like why are things like why do we put such priority on things mm-hmm. like art fashion uh the cars we drive the places we live right i'm in this new neighborhood mm-hmm. right it feels while it probably isn't mm-hmm. it feels like high society does it in a way that like i'm super excited to be a part of Tell me more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm super excited to like be in this neighborhood where fucking, uh, I don't know his name, Jeff is like all about ultimate frisbee and has like, I'm not excited about his specious cat. Me neither. But like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's a different vibe. How does that make you feel though? What is the emotion behind the like, you say you're excited, but like, what was the emotion before the neighborhood and what is the emotion after moving here? Like, like, what do you feel like you are gaining now as a result of being there that you would not have had yeah, access to before? That's a good question. I think, and maybe, because I think excited is the word, but like, I think I am excited to, being where I'm at mm-hmm. provides me access to other things. Okay. I think it's the access to other things mm-hmm. that also are not necessarily in places that like, I've been in, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to utilize, not never, I am starting to, like, think about getting into yoga, right? Oh but I'm my. never going to utilize that very nice yoga studio that has, like, the mural of whatever on the, you know, on the outside of the walls. Or, I don't know, like, just, like, the different grocery store. Like, I just think that, like, there's high society, like, that exists just, like, in all these facets mm. that are really just about, like, who has access to what. 100%, and yeah. Like, I didn't have access to those things in Roxborough. Yeah. I didn't have access to some of these things in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not that I – it's like we were talking about, like, the, the needs versus, like – or, like, what we need, um, like, when we, 
like don't have the money to afford it mm-hmm. versus like oh we have the money to afford it we now know that these like are essential yeah it feels like that yes where like I have access and an and an awareness yeah of things that feel more essential and that they weren't essential because they just weren't around they me. weren't there you know yeah. what I'm saying mm-hmm. or like there, when I was watching a TikTok about um about food deserts and like how people won't invest uh like in you know like black communities poor communities whatever yep when at the core of it bro i'm just trying to get these groceries right why is trader joe's why is whole foods why is uh, sprouts which has like the fresh produce or whatever in um in north carolina why are these things why don't y'all want to come to the hood right you know what i'm saying like when you just i just want to get i just want to get some fruit i know you know what i'm saying yeah i don't i don't want to have to worry about like if this meat is expired yeah you know what i'm saying and the prices, honestly, in comparison to like other like grocery stores, granted, there's some organic shit that's expensive for sure, for sure. 100%. That I'm not purchasing. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not I'm sticking, you. I'm sticking to the OG bag of apples. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not Give a bag me those. of apples. <laughs> but like, why? Like, it's capitalism. It's though. capitalism. Let's be honest, because Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, to my knowledge, are not taking SNAP or EBT benefits. Right. And what is that like again in terms of like high society? What yeah. does that say about oh we don't we don't take that right? We don't accept these government assistance mm-hmm. programs for what? What for is what? that? What yeah. does that do to you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a true way to keep it exclusionary to 100%. keep people out, it's and power. that's not tight. It's not tight. It's not tight. You're absolutely right. I think you bring up like a lot of really good kind of thoughts there. I it's so funny because I was come I was headed back. Um, in my Uber from from my beard appointment, and <laughs> and my driver was like a black like middle aged guy, and we he he came to the we drove through um where NC Central is, which is again like uh, disinvestment. Disinvestment is kind of a part of the fabric of that neighborhood, which like obviously like really irritates me because NC Central is producing great minds and incredible professionals. Like there's a, like, whole, university every, there's a there. whole university there. And I, yet. And yet. And so we drive kind of out of that neighborhood and into me and Cody's neighborhood, which we are relatively new to, but like is predominantly white. Is also a food desert, if I'm being honest. Like yeah. those two things are not necessarily synonymous. I'm still really irritated that we have to walk, you know, almost forty minutes to get to a grocery store. And when he he banks a left, and I kid you not, there is a woman Selling little pieces of pottery. It's an art walk. Mm. It's it's art. People producing their own art. They have it out on the lawn. They've got their little tables. They've got little drinks. And a man and two women are in a little three-piece band. He's paying, playing the banjo. One of them is playing the guitar. Someone's singing into a little microphone right on the porch. And he slows down just to take it all in. He's looking mm. to his left. He's looking to his right. He starts to chuckle to himself. And I'm sitting in the back seat. And I'm there's just so many thoughts that I'm having around like the assumption this man is making about me. Mm. <laughs> the assumption he's like art walk. He's probably like, what does that even mean? Right. You know what I mean? It was just like it was so interesting, like you said, about like access and like how the aperture of our lives opens depending on what we feel like. A, we feel like we have some semblance of like value or like ability to get or like worthiness basically i think that's what it comes down to is Mm -hmm. like do we feel worthy enough to be in spaces that traditionally are exclusionary and for me going to that ballet like yeah it was okay but to me it felt like almost like the ballet or the essence of ballet preceded the ballet itself Mm. was it cool to see 
great. Yeah, fine. But the essence. But the essence yeah. of the ballet was really what I feel like people went for. Like, they oh, went to we're be going seen. To the yes, the yes. like outfits, the dresses, the whole the deep pack, the red carpet. It's more of like a it's a statement rather than mm-hmm. like the thing itself. So it's almost like the the thing has or the essence of the thing has preceded the thing. Where I think that like the opposite, like for example, we're going to Drake. Oh, I know. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <sighs> and like that, I don't consider that like high society, right? But I do mm-hmm. consider it like an art form of like, yo, everyone's going for the experience. Yes. I'm going for like I wanna I wanna she's in love with who I I wanna I wanna hit it all. <laughs> Western <laughs> row flows. I did this shit for my nigga Rennie. Oh my gosh. I'm doing it all. You're doing it all. And we like, we actually are going to see Kendrick Lamar in Paris. You should go to Oh. I know. And I'm wondering how that's going to be. Because we've seen him here. We saw him in Raleigh, actually. What is it? Oh. That amp- amphitheater? Carrie Amp Ampa Booth. Ampa Booth. What's the booth? I don't know. You don't know? Okay, yeah. It was like a major, like, huge field and everything. We saw Kendrick out there. But seeing him in Paris, I am curious. Yes. I have thoughts. I'm curious as well. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) But, yeah, I think, like, it's just a different – it's like the reverse. Like, the experience is really what you're looking for. When you go to, like, a nice restaurant, right? Like, oh, part of it's like, I'm trying to get a table. Like, oh, this is nice. Like, let me get the wine. But when you want some cooking, you go to the the hole-in-the-wall spots. Yes, you do. Where the paint is peeling. And the bathroom is out of order. Yes. Yeah. You (laughs) go there. Very specific. Because you're like, I want to enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the sense of enjoyment, and this is not – because there are people who do, like, are really, like, about it and, like, enjoy ballets. Or I personally enjoy going to orchestras. I do, too. I love a good symphony. Stop, stop, stop. We should do this. We should go to a symphony. You know they have, like, Duke performances. We should we should get to one. Yeah. I love a string quartet. I love. <laughs> I love. And I, I love, think that's love. less about, like, I think I just love music in, in all forms. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, I don't even see, like, symphonies as high society. I just mm-hmm. see it as, like... A nice experience right. of like I'm I'm here to listen right and to close my eyes and paint pictures I know. and fucking vibe it's out. It's transformative. I don't even know what I was talking about. Me? Do we ever? All right. Um. I. What do you want to? How do you want to close this? <laughs> Maybe we just literally fade to black on this one. Mm. This felt like it was like a banter esque. We had a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. A lot of thoughts about a lot of things. I can picture listeners literally like pulling on the threads of like little mini subjects that we exposed and then closed and then moved on. Like this was a very like multidimensional pod. This but is the very this is the loosest agenda that we've had. <laughs> it's been very loose. It's it's been flapping in the breeze, to be honest. Wow. Okay, well. Uh love that for us. Love that for us. Love that for y'all. Uh shout out to the loose goose crew. Hey! LGC. Peace out. This podcast was brought to you by Something Incorporated. If you'd like to join us for more, subscribe and give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. Add your own agenda items in the comments. We dedicate this podcast to those in our lives who listen to our loose, haphazard thoughts all the time, mostly without complaint. Thanks to Una, Zavi, definitely Zavi today, key player, and Cody, our co-adventurers in life and love.